son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Vancouver officially kicked off its annual Pride Week today. The city marked the occasion during a ceremony at City Hall. In addition to reading uh, the reading of the Pride Week proclamation, officials raised the transgender and progress pride flags uh, at City Hall as well. So there'll be lots of events uh, throughout the city this week. Joining me now is Jerry Mary Judson, our show contributor, to give us a, a little down on one of these events, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool too, because when you think Pride, you think of the parade, you think of like the festival at the beach, you think of, you know, it's a bit, it, we kind of turned into a party. It's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. if you're not super into, or if you are into that, but also into maybe botany, there's an event called Branching Out. It's called an evening of plants, pride, and LGBTQS plus, 2S plus community. It's at the UBC Botanical Garden on August 2nd from 6 to 9. And I talked to Scott Ferguson, a UBC Botanical Garden horticulturist and organizer about this event and why it's so cool. So this event, it's basically trying to be a fun, affordable, and accessible 19 plus pride event that is held at the UBC Botanical Garden. So you can come and have a drink and hang out and we're going to have the horticulturist give tours of different areas of the garden. We're going to invite people to come up into the Green Heart Tree Walk, which is a series of suspension bridges that go through the canopy of the forest. Yeah, and then we're just going to have fun and eat watermelon and have some tea. There's going to be a botanical reclamation station. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me more about that. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, for sure. We we do have interesting relationships to, to plants themselves and also the, the terminology. I came across an article about queered flowers and I was like, oh, that'd be so cool if we did something related to this. Mostly the terms have been negative. There's a few that have been used a bit more ambiguously or positively, but obviously, you know, when you think of like pansy or violet, these have often been used against queer people. And then there's some other interesting ones. For example, um, apparently Oscar Wilde and his friends used to wear green carnations as kind of like a, a code to each other. It's going to be interesting. It's just kind of like uh, take those slurs and kind of uh, turn them around and maybe take a bit of pride in, in some of these flowers. So much learning to do. That's Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, right. You can get some education with your watermelon and your outdoorsy adventures. We realize like there's not really a lot of events like this, not even just for pride, but just for kind of like working age adults. Like there's a lot of the like nature education kind of activities are geared towards youth who are on field trips through schools or camps or seniors Um, and then add on top of that being queer like you know some queer people feel very comfortable going out to rural areas to go camping or rock climbing or whatever but a lot of people don't feel safe or comfortable just because of things that you might expect more to see more in rural areas um, Mm -hmm. and they just don't feel safe going out there but that means that you're in the city and you still want to have some connection with nature and so it's kind of we just saw it as like a good opportunity because we have this like crazy collection of plants from all over the world here and it's a great green space you know it's right in the middle of the city basically we're actually running this all in volunteer time um like i'm a horticulturalist and not a, typically an event planner so 
a lot of my coworkers have been super kind and helpful to provide all sorts of support. But that's part of why the event isn't huge this year. But hopefully next year, well, now that we've kind of gotten the ball rolling, it can uh, grow in the way it needs to. I just hope that like other places kind of realize there's a big demand for this type of uh, inclusive, accessible, especially outdoor nature, science-based event. And so if anyone hears this, they should make more <laughs> as well. <laughs> and then invite me and I'll go to it. Yes, I will also, I'll eat these things all the way up. Well, thank you so much. It's been a delight to chat with you. All right, thank you. And the, uh, I guess the marketing term here is branching out? Branching out, exactly. In the event, it is free, but it is waitlisted right now. So it's all sold out technically, but you can Google branching out and go to the Eventbrite page to get yourself on the waitlist if that's something that you're interested in. That is so cool because when you, as you said, when you think about Pride Week, you think of the parade and a few events downtown, but you may think UBC and the Botanical Garden. And I was like super interested. I'm like, and then then it's a good point that um, that Scott raised too of just like, it's where can you do this as an adult where you can just kind of go and like learn? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now, have you, because uh, you're new to Lower Mainland, yeah. you've been here for a little while, have you done uh, the Pride Pride Parade here I in Vancouver? I haven't. I haven't been to any um, official capital P Pride events since I moved here, just because, uh, <laughs> good question as to why I was in school. And then yes. <laughs> but, uh, you've done that in Calgary? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Calgary, I would go every year. It was always on, it was always like chilly. It was on Labor Day. Because oh, okay. that's when Calgary was like the last Canadian city to get a Pride Parade. And it was really late. It was in like, I think, nine, 91 or okay. 96. Seven. It was weirdly late, but uh, yeah, so it was always on like the Labor Day long weekend. It was it was fun though. Are you going to go this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be are. there for sure, for sure. I, I uh, covered it as a reporter, uh, the parade, probably my first time in the 90s. Oh yeah. And it was so much fun. So like, much fun, always. Fun, but also what I loved about it is just the um, the vibe. Totally. It is just very open, very loving, people smiling. Uh, it is everybody just in a really good mood. And so I've walked the, the, the parade as well here. I've done the Pride Parade in Victoria as oh, yeah. well. And I, I just find them just so much fun. So fun. It's, yeah. uh, it's Exactly. It's like <laughs> we say we're a no fun city except for Pride. Yeah, the, no, the parade. <laughs> exactly. Like if the rest of this year yeah. had that same uh, sort of feeling. Oh, could, you, you could bottle it. Oh, fortune. Oh, our mayor wouldn't need to shotgun beer to say <laughs> That, that's how good this week is. So that's, those are Absolutely. my two I love that. <laughs> Jerry, thank you. Thank you. That's our G- Jerry Mary Judson, our show contributor, talking about branching out a Pride and Plants event at UBC. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.